stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Therefore, I have determined that it is time to officially recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. All right. And let's be clear, folks. I mean, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. So that announcement today from U.S. President Donald Trump and probably all things considered the right announcement to make, whether it proves to be the right announcement in time, I guess, is another question, because I think for the most part, Canadians understand the Jewish connection to Jerusalem that goes back not just centuries, but millennia. Canadians understand the importance of Israel as a Jewish state. Canada values that relationship with Israel. This matters. But people are also nervous about the prospects of conflict in the Middle East. I I think the idea of a meaningful and lasting peace agreement between Israel, the Palestinians, its Arab neighbors, that matters. And so anything that takes us further away from that goal is certainly of concern. So that's the big question we're faced with today, whether this makes peace more or less likely. But the announcement today is an acknowledgement of what on the surface is a pretty simple fact. In a perfect world, we would all acknowledge the simple reality that Jerusalem is indeed and long has been Israel's capital. That's a fact. And pro- the problem is that the recognition of that fact is a source of potential conflict. And I think that really is a symptom of some much larger problems. The problem itself is not what we call Jerusalem, but the acknowledgement of Jerusalem as Israel's capital exposes a lot of other issues in the region. And look, folks, this is not new. Let me take you back in the great time machine almost 40 years ago. Back to the day when a fellow named Joe Clark was Canada's Prime Minister. As a result of extensive consultation, Mr. Stanfield has concluded that a change in the location of the Canadian Embassy in Israel could be seen as prejudging negotiations among parties in the Middle East and might in fact work against progress towards a just and lasting peace settlement. Sir, the purpose of this government is to encourage that peace. Consequently, the government accepts the recommendation that no action be taken on the location of the Canadian Embassy until the status of Jerusalem is clarified within a comprehensive agreement between Israel and its Arab neighbors. We look forward, sir, to receiving Mr. Stanfield's final report so that the government might consider other matters involving our relations with the Middle East. Look, so Canadian governments, well-meaning mostly Canadian governments, have been struggling with this question for a very long time. Stephen Harper to his credit, was a great friend of Israel, uh, and even for his government, this was a difficult issue. Joining us uh, for some reaction to this uh, monumental announcement today, pleased to welcome to the program uh, Adir Kaufman. He is Manager of Community and Media Relations with the Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs. Adir, welcome to the program. My pleasure. All right, well, is this the uh, right decision, in your view? I think this is a positive announcement. Uh, but I also think we need to keep things in uh, perspective. I mean, this was a, a recognition of something that's uh, a fact that's been true uh, since Israel's early days. Uh, Jerusalem is already the capital of uh, Israel, Israel's democratically elected parliament, its national government offices, uh, you know, the prime minister's office and Supreme Court. Uh, all of uh, those are located in the city. So whether or not the U.S. or other countries recognize Jerusalem as such, doesn't change the fact uh, that it is Israel's capital. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you're right, and it should be a simple decision. Frankly, it should be a, a no-brainer, but uh, I suppose there's the practical realities of, of this kind of an announcement and how it's going to be received. How much does that factor into to this kind of a decision? I think the, the, the idea that uh, recognizing Israel's capital in Jerusalem is an obstacle of peace is simply a diversion. It's used by people who continue to encourage the Palestinians to deny the legitimate rights of, uh, of Israelis. Uh, and in context, the, the biggest obstacle to peace right now is not the recognition of something that's already been true, uh, but rather it's the ongoing refusal by uh, the Palestinian leadership to uh, to accept uh, a Jewish state in any any part of the land. Uh, as many of your listeners know, uh, since 2000, Israel has offered Palestinians several comprehensive peace plans uh, under different leadership, uh, you know, by the Prime Minister Ehud Barak, uh, later with uh, Prime Minister uh, Ehud Olmert, which would see the establishment of a uh, Palestinian state next to a safe and secure Israel with a Palestinian capital in East Jerusalem. But unfortunately, all of those proposals were rejected by the Palestinians with no counteroffer. Well, does uh, a declaration of Jerusalem as Israel's capital make any kind of predetermination about the future of, for example, East Jerusalem? No, I don't think it does. Uh, I think that the final status uh, agreement will be something that's negotiated uh, by both parties. And uh, and I hope that they'll uh, you know they'll be able to come to the table uh, sooner than later. Uh, what I do think, even though it's too early to speculate, that this announcement is uh, is part of a broader peace initiative uh, that's being rolled out by the White House, uh, which would almost certainly include broader concessions by both the Israelis and the Palestinians, and perhaps uh, other regional actors. Uh, it's safe to say that when Israelis feel that there's an American president who understands their security needs and concerns, uh, they're mo- more likely to show a willingness to make tough concessions uh, in pursuit of peace with their neighbors. I mean, they've, they've done it before uh, with uh, Jordan, they've done it with uh, Egypt, uh, and they definitely can do it again. Are you calling on Canada to follow suit? It's, it's our position that, uh, that Canada should formally uh, recognize Jerusalem as, uh, as the capital of Israel. Uh, we, we saw Canada's official position uh, that they're uh, waiting for the status of Jerusalem to be resolved as part of a general settlement of the Palestinian-Israeli dispute. But the truth is, is regardless of uh, where Canada's embassy is located, the Canada-Israel relationship is strong and thriving. You know, there's free trade uh, between the countries. There's strong uh, economic and cultural uh, academic ties between the two countries. Uh, and, uh, you know, as a, as a Canadian, too, uh, I'm happy to, to see that uh, this relationship is only getting stronger every day. Well, of course, not only is Jerusalem Israel's capital, but, um, you know, Jerusalem is, is so important to Jewish identity, and the connection with the city goes back uh, literally thousands of years. Um, so, I mean, that, that's got to be a part of this conversation, doesn't it? Absolutely. So uh, Jerusalem has been the capital of Israel. Uh, you know, it's been the beating heart of, of the Jewish people for uh, 3,000 years, ever since King David uh, in you know, biblical times made it uh, the capital of uh, Israel. It's the preeminent focus of Jewish spiritual, cultural, uh, national life. The, the bond to Jerusalem uh, has never been broken uh, throughout millennia. It has its uh, extreme symbolic uh, significance. Uh, throughout the generations. And I think it's also important to note that, you know, while the city holds religious significance for, uh, for Jews, for Christians and Muslims, Jerusalem has only ever been a political capital for the Jewish people. It has never been a capital uh, for anyone else uh, in history. All right, well, a monumental day. Uh, more at cija.ca. Thanks so much for joining us here today. I appreciate this. Thanks so much. My pleasure.
That is Adir Kaufman with the Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs. Uh, so they'd like to see Canada follow suit. I don't think that's in the offing. But it'd be interesting to see whether anyone else follows the American lead here and what the reaction is. Again, it's a pretty historic announcement. Again, in my view, it's the right announcement. But it's not going to go over well with everyone. Hamas, for example, has said the gates of hell have now been opened. Although they say that a lot. But people are nervous. We'll uh, keep a close eye. When we come back, closer to home, an announcement today from the Alberta government regarding the next phase of the levies that large emitters in Alberta pay. And it's a considerable amount. How much are we rocking the boat here as Alberta's economy begins to recover? And how worried should we be about the impact of these new regulations, despite all the money that the Alberta government's going to be throwing uh, at the problem to try to upsettle at this? So we'll get some opposition reaction. Your thoughts as well. A lot more still to come today. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.